Welcome, everybody, to episode 17 of The Rebellion. I'm your host, Tyson Smith, and today we have on Austin Raven, um, an e-com legend. And my first yeah. question to you, Austin, is what is the key to success in e-com, and why is it waking up at 4 a.m. and listening to dropshipping podcasts for 12 hours straight? Yeah, it's the 4 a.m., meditate, <laughs> cold shower, then a cold plunge right after the shower. Of course. Naturally. You got to shock the body. Yeah, of course. Wake it up. Yeah. And then e-com books from, you know, 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. And that's when you start on your store. Yeah. From 3 to 4, and that's it. <laughs> and you're right. done. Yeah. Well, you, you're it's all about to... the shower. Yeah, you should build three three stores yeah. between 3 and 4. Yeah, crank them out. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But, but the real heavy lifting is done in the shower. Yeah, it's done in the shower. <laughs> Thinking, ideation. It's crazy. <laughs> I Dude, everyone on TikTok. E-com, like, I'm just going to like, start off with this. E-com comes off so bad sometimes because there's so many like 16 year olds that have had like one store and made like thirty thousand dollars well hey bro once you get that shopify screenshot yeah screenshot and just in every video yeah you're you're golden Uh uh-huh it's just annoying but that's why i'm like i didn't even want to post about anything till like two years into e-com first making it like sustainable i mean like you know know that it's actually going to continue and yeah. make money for me right you didn't want to jinx it i don't want to just go on and be like yeah like i know everything i'm doing it's like i had to learn myself first before posting a single tiktok or anything well so know? give everybody an idea you know what where are you at right now in your in your e-com journey yeah what have you done so far i can i guess talk about maybe like the beginning yeah how i got started i just filmed a video about this on on youtube it's coming out later but um or an updated version but so i started funny enough in college i was like flipping shit on the side um like so on like facebook marketplace craigslist kind of so we started it was me and my fiance miranda um and she was like hey like you know last chance like right around the corner here mm-hmm. that store um so we'd go there in college drive over buy like shoes that are used and if you guys don't know what last chance is it's like basically like where nordstrom and uh nordstrom rack i guess like returns get sent to and sometimes they're in like perfect condition like the shoes or whatever yeah it's it's but they got really nice stuff. Like yeah, they people do. Are, like you can buy like Balmain and Balenci- yeah. it's probably filled with Balenciaga. Right <laughs> yeah, now. probably right now, right? <laughs> Jackets everywhere. Right. Now they have like really good stuff and really like okay stuff everywhere in between. So we'd like go over there, buy stuff, buy shoes mainly, go home, list them all on like Poshmark, eBay, and Mercari. And we did like I think in a year in like two months, I think eighty seven thousand dollars. Shit, while you were in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So we were like. <laughs> Great idea, Miranda. Thank you. <laughs> um, but that like kind of introduced me more into e-com and like online selling. Making money online. But it wasn't sustainable, right? I had to physically go there and get the product. Right. Um, and I knew about like drop shipping, but I was not like super interested in it because this was like a shiny object. Plus I was going to school and yeah. like internships and all that. Um, and then in after that, uh, I did like an internship in Minnesota. I started like learning about e-com a little bit, and I was like, I can build a store. Like I'm an analytical guy. Like I'm going to school for supply chain. I work in all these softwares all the time. So I learned about uh, drop shipping online and started my first store in 2018. I was like, it's gonna be so much easier because I don't have any, like have to have the product. Um, so I built up that store, and I ran it up to like I mean like 10k I think is what it was right away. Um, and I only did uh, influencer posts. So like I'd reach out to YouTubers and I was like, hey, you want to review these products? You can pick whatever you want. And I got someone that had like 750K subs who did a review of it and got some sales from that, whatever. And this is the worst part about it. It was like my cop out because I sold replica AirPods. Okay. Right. 
And that's a big no-no. Like, you can't do that, you know? <laughs> like, you can't just do that. So I learned that the hard way. I got a cease and desist from Shopify as well as Apple. Like, they had their third-party lawyers send some shit over, and they're like, if you, you know, post whatever again, like, we're following you, and, like, you'll, or we're watching you, I guess, and we'll sue you. Shut down that store. Yeah, you don't want those guys. Like, don't yeah. want those guys. Uh, no, like, yeah. You don't want to be on their shit know, list. right? Um, so I guess a 10K was, like, the limit for them, but whatever. Um, so shut that down, and I was like, I can't sell anything, obviously, copyright, you know? So moved on to beauty and cosmetics, mainly, like, beauty tools. Uh, and I didn't, like, I'm not, I don't have, like, So the beauty tools, is that, like, ice rollers yeah, and shit? Yeah, like, yeah, stuff like that. Like, lower ticket. I love lower ticket. Yeah. Higher conversion rate. Well, I, I, it's a lot easier to convince somebody to buy some so shit like that. So much easier. Everyone's like, oh, I want to sell, like, a $300 dropshipping product. It's like, they're going to shop around first. I think it's harder. But yeah. you can do it with a lot of good branding and stuff, but easier. I like the high conversion rate. Okay. So we started that, and she was, like, my consultant for it, because she's like, oh, this would be a good product, right? I'm talking about Miranda. Um. You know, I didn't know what to sell on the beauty cosmetic thing. So, so you're kind of just, you're going through, like, product lists, like, on Alibaba yeah. or whatnot, like, with her, and just like, oh, would you use that? And she's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah my dope. friends like that, pretty okay. much, yeah. And it made it hard a little bit because it's like, I don't know anything about it, but she did at least, which was good. So I started that store, and that was, like, a full drop shipping store, and I broke even for, like, two and a half, three months or something like that. I was like... You know, I'm I'm making sales. Like it's something's working, right? Like there's the concept Broke even is proven because like of ad cost. Uh, ad spend, right? Gotcha. Yeah. So I couldn't like nail the ad spend. R- were you just running like Facebook, Instagram ads? Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Kay. and still do. It's the best, okay. no matter what anyone says about TikTok. All right. That's a hot take in the econ space. Oh, are they saying um, that that like TikTok ads are taking over? Yeah. There's I'll like be- it's a it's like every econ guy just needs to come up with the I have the new strategy. Like, yeah. Follow me. Facebook and Instagram are still king. Yeah. Just get over it. Well, I feel like that's been the thing for the longest time is that's where people buy. Like, I know for me on TikTok, if I, like, I can immediately sense when it's an ad and I'm skipping past that shit. Right. Exactly. Unless it's, like, some UGC kind of. Right. It's, it's, there's a different strategy. It does work. It's, it's way different strategy. It's not paid ads. It's got to be very native to the platform. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I was doing that. It broke even for X amount of time, two or three months, something like that. And then I was like, I was going to bed. I set up this new ad strategy. I was following this guy, and he was like, oh, you should try this, this, and this. So I tried it, but tweaked it like to my, work better with my product, I guess. And so I set that up. I made nothing at the time. And then I was like, all right, set this up for 12 a.m. And if I'm not profitable the next day, I'm shutting down the store. I'm going to try a different one. I wasn't going to give up, but I was like, I'm going to switch it up, you know, maybe a different product, blah, blah, blah. Went to bed, woke up the next morning, sales were pretty good. And I was like, damn, all right, okay. And I ended that day, I think, with $50 net profit. I was like, that's that's a day. And so I was like, you know, if I do that every day, you know, I can pay, like, my car payment. I can pay, like, some of my rent. I was like, that's great. A little side hustle while I was working at Abbott. Um, and then within three weeks, I hit my first net $1,000 profit day. So I was like, oh, okay, well, that changed. Oh, like, shit. So I, did, I just scaled it really aggressively. So I was like, that's, you know, I'm like, fuck, like, that's so much money. So scale it really aggressively. You mean, what, you just started pumping more money in ads? or yeah. I mean, people are, like, hesitant to, like, scale because when you scale on Facebook or paid at traffic, um, you got to spend more money, right? You need mm-hmm. a credit card most of the time once you got cash, which I did, but um, you, you're a little riskier to spend the money. You don't know if it's going to work. You might yeah. flop one day or whatever. But I just scaled it super aggressively, and then it paid off. Can you give me an idea of, like, what your ad spend went from and, like, yeah. what you adjust it to? Uh, I was spending... 
I think I started that test with $25 a day. And then I, the most I've spent on Facebook in one day at full scale of a store is $5,000. Oh shit. A day in ad spend. Wow. We can talk about the free points. Yeah, later, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say, bro, insane. your credit card points gotta be Unreal. amazing. I was paying like hundred thousand dollar bills, and like it was crazy. But oh, and then like my bank called too, and they were like, "Yo, like, hey, um, we just have like a couple questions for you because they know where I work, obviously, and they see my regular paycheck because mm-hmm. I was doing both at the time." And they're like, "We have a couple questions for you. Like, uh, you know, there's a lot of money moving in and out of your account, <laughs> like ten k a day going in, ten k a day going out, whatever." Or I guess less, but um, they're like, you, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, you're like, yeah, we got like a notification from the IRS. They just wanted to monitor it. And I was like, okay. Oh, oh. I mean, like, I, you can look at my store. Like, I don't know what you need, but like, this is what I'm doing on the side. And like, okay, okay, like, whatever. Never call me back. So I guess I'm okay for now. Good deal. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> I just paid my taxes. So yeah. Brutal. Joe Biden, you're, you're set. Brutal, dude. Yeah, what, dude. What's up with those guys? I, I mean, my first time, like, really having to pay taxes because, like, you know, it's not like anything comes out of my paycheck as, like, a W-2 or anything like right. that. Um, yeah. It was really last year. It was, like, the first time I had to, like, write them a, a large check. And I was like, holy fuck, dude. This sucks dick. Yeah. What's going on with all yeah. that? Dude, I don't know. Do you have a good accountant? Um, I mean, yeah. It's something that I'm going to be having to work towards. But here's the thing is, I mean, with wholesaling, it's strictly active income, man. Right. So, right. Um, I'm going to be, you know, basically taking some advantage of the real estate offers us. So, you know, once we start buying real estate, uh, some of the depreciation benefits and things like mm-hmm. that. But Yeah, you get a lot more than like an e-com store would typically. But, yeah, it sucks. Um, what I just do now and have done for the last couple years is just every month I'll, you know, net out my income or whatever and then just put away a certain percentage yeah. at the end of the year. I'm like... I already expected this. That's Here what we is. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it kind of hits you. Or, right. or people will see a fat number in their bank account and forget about taxes and go yes. buy that Lambo. Exactly. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. Right. I owe $200,000. Which is, I mean, I, that's how I can see a lot of people. And that's something that, like, I'm thinking is that I need to be able to instruct people that I'm teaching how to wholesale is I need to be like, hey, all right, look, you're going to start making a shitload of money. Right. So that's great and all, but we got to save some of that because – Uncle Sam is going to come want his cut. Yeah. Yeah. It's something not a lot of people think about, but I'm like, you got to start thinking about it once that first $10,000 comes in. Yeah. Right? Because it's like the concept is proven then. Just be ready. Yeah. But it's tough. I mean, I have a good account, thankfully. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of different write-offs and capabilities. I can't give tax advice, but, you know, when you start doing stuff on, like, YouTube and getting revenue from other sources, then other things become write-offs and, you know content Ooh. type of stuff yeah you know you can well like this creative. entire thing you right, know this entire yeah. thing yeah right. what we're sitting in right now yeah exactly it's one big giant write-off yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll take this next year. you know what i want to figure out is are people writing off their lambos like these people who are like selling courses are they writing off their fucking mclarens and their lambos somehow is like marketing expenses so not tax advice but you know, when you look at it, when people are like, oh, section 179 or whatever it is, right? If it weighs over X amount of dollars yeah. or X amount of pounds, you get this 100% depreciation in the first year. So I'm going to go buy that new G-Wagon. Okay, but you have to use it 100% for business. Yeah. Right off 100%. So, like, they don't say that, for one. No one uses 100% of your G-Wagon for business. So what is – but what I don't even understand what that means. I get, again, yeah. I get that you're not an accountant, but, like, right. I drive to work every day. 
Yeah, is that that's for sure right off. Whatever percentage, I mean, uh, this is what I think. It's whatever percentage, you know, you use it for business is kind of the percentage that you can write off of the car, and mm. the cost of it, plus gas, you know, and depreciation or whatever. Um, but you can't just buy a Lambo and write it off. <laughs> but there's a spin that I think you could possibly do. This is not advice again. But I'm thinking, like, for people that their whole income could be, like, selling courses or something, is that marketing then? Like, Gotta be. Get, if you get a million views because you have a Lamborghini, like maybe, I don't know. I, th- that's not something I write off. Well, that's <laughs> what I, I need to find an accountant that I can have that. I can ask him that question. Like, well, I've got a good one. All right. Well, you're gonna have to put me in touch with him. So I, that's a question yeah. I want to ask: is how can I make it so that I can buy this fucking badass car and yeah. have it be a part of my personal brand? Right. I think, you know, probably at some point, I feel like if you can show revenue and increase in revenue from social you know media in general if you're making money from it i think you can probably argue some stuff yeah as long as you're like especially just stop giving advice um <laughs> as long, i mean in theory it's like if they ever audit you it's like prove to me that you're using it for business okay well here you go i drive to work every day mm-hmm. it's in 15 of my last 20 videos i got uh, x amount of views because it's a cool car i don't know yeah right maybe that's an argument mm. i'll have to ask it should be it should be yeah to some extent so Back to what you were saying, yeah. this store pops off, mm-hmm. make your first $1,000 in a day, and you yeah. start to, what happens then? Well, I worked, well, I'm really, like, conservative in terms of, like, finances and stuff. I grew up, like, pretty poor, really poor, actually. Um, I don't really talk about it too much, because everyone's like, oh, it's daddy's money, or whatever. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't understand. I mean, yeah, but, um, so I'm very conservative, like, money-wise. Don't spend too much money. Um, and so I was, that took off. And I was like, is this sustainable? Like, can I, like, you know, do this for long term? Like, is e-com or dropshipping specifically, like, something I could do in the future um, where I wouldn't need a job? So I kind of double dipped for a long time. So I worked at Abbott making, uh, I was up to $98,000 a year after I was promoted, but started at 70 there. And then also doing e-com on the side, and the e-com was obviously making more money, right? So I started doing things like working on it during lunch and all that stuff. And I did it for, like, six months maybe. Um, both of them just to kind of prove to myself like if it's consistent for six months it's probably gonna be consistent for the next year next two years next week Mm -hmm. so I did that and then um, I finally was like okay the amount of time I'm spending at Abbott is taking up my earning opportunity just straight up opportunity cost of running more stores opening more stores testing more products all that stuff Um, so I quit that was super scary to be honest with you yeah it was oh I bet yeah yeah Never like had much stable income or anything growing up, um, so it was it was really scary. I was like shaking, yeah, because it was like a big commitment. Well, right? well, what would you say to somebody who's listening who who's kind of feeling the same way that they're like, dude? I mean, I have this job, whatever. And maybe I I don't like mm-hmm. it, but I mean, at least I know that it's gonna pay my bills. Right. But I'm interested in doing this other thing. What advice would you give them? Yeah. So my advice would be don't quit anything. I get people that ask me that all the time. Should I drop out of college? I'm like, no. What do you, what, <laughs> what income do you have? He's like, I want to start drop shipping. It's like, well, you don't No, You probably have a bad mindset first of all. So no, um, my advice is to work on it. Just everyone's like, oh, I don't have any time. Like I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to do whatever you have. You have time. You have yeah. time. Right. So work on your e-com store during lunch, like your lunch break at your work, work on it for one to three hours a day after work. Um, maybe, three times a week and just grind turn mm-hmm. off netflix for a little bit 
Well, and, and that's prove what, that income first. When, when people say that they don't have time, what it's they really mean is I don't want to. It's, they're lazy. It's not worth it. 100% lazy. Because they don't want to give up exactly what you said. They don't want to give up that no. time they have after work or whatever their obligation is after school where instead of yeah. it's you don't get to sit there and watch Netflix or no. go party or whatever the fuck. You got to do this. No, and if you can't do that, that's a problem. Absolutely. You need to be working for someone else probably, yeah. honestly. Um, and if you can't, if you don't have like the drive, and I feel like the drive is like, even when you see like a small win and you love it, like then I think you know you got it, right? Because yeah. like some people make thirty dollars or fifty dollars their first day drop shipping or something. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's not enough money. A win's a win. Like if you if that doesn't make you hungry and want to get more and more and more, then then you also have a problem. So I feel like you realize that drive early on if it's for you yeah. and you can work for yourself because that's time management and working for yourself go hand in hand. You're your own boss, mm-hmm. right? And if you have an Xbox next to you and you just pick that up at like 11 a.m. every day, but you're working for yourself, it's just not a good mix. Right. And you really have to figure out that time management. Well, that's something that like I definitely had to learn myself because yeah. even like, you know, some people say like, oh, you go to college and that like teaches you to be an adult. Mm-hmm. No, it's not for me. So it was yeah. like really like, yeah. you know, especially when I started doing my own thing. And it's like I started wholesaling during um the covid thing and everything shut down and like none of my friends are working or anything like that but i'm still just going to the office every single day and doing this shit and you know eventually it works out yeah but it's like you have to do that stuff and you have to be able to get yourself to work and i think the way you're able to do that is by seeing the envision of mine which for me it was very helpful to see people on instagram like these other wholesalers who are balling out driving the lambos because i was like fuck dude if they're doing it like it's got to be possible yeah whereas like same thing with people for you they got to be seen well hey shit sort of raven can do it yeah yeah and that's what i try to like be a little bit different on social media um yeah. because ecom got really quickly flooded like i was saying earlier with people that just made yeah 20k and they now rent a lamborghini and post videos and sell a course and it's like they don't know what the hell they're gonna teach you yeah they're just trying to make money off of that now and the ecom got really saturated with that it's a little different for real estate, I think, because I don't know. Uh, I just feel like it's more believable today. There's so many. F- there was just a wave of fakes. On, like, oh, like you feel like because of the like the saturation of the ecom gurus that it's made everybody skeptical. Are you saying or? Yeah, I th- I think definitely that, and I also think that like I don't know, like ecom you can get lucky maybe like I like a, uh, being like a 17 year old kid get lucky on your laptop for a month and then you don't know anything about it. You didn't learn anything. But if you're like successful in real estate, you can like, it's like almost public information. You can kind of like look that up or see what they're doing or what deals they've done in the past or whatever. Yeah. There's more proof to it too, in a way. Um, and it's not like something you just stumble upon when you're like 16. So you gotcha. come like, you come as like a lower, lower barrier to entry, I'd say, but also like generated people like that. Yeah. And like gurus and all that stuff. Yeah. I can see it's that a weird space, but it's it's really good to be in because it teaches you like so many high income skills like every single one well that's why i i mean when i when i look at it that's why i i would always tell people that i think that if you really want to get started doing this i think there's three really good routes to go i'm obviously biased and i'm going to say go wholesale Mm -hmm. but i think that e-com and copywriting like a copywriting agency are like the three ways that that's what you should go do to make money if you're not sure what because yeah. like with what you're saying all the high value skills you learn mm-hmm. like the high value marketing skills like one thing that i don't know how to do that i wish i knew how to do was make and run facebook instagram and google pay-per-click ads right. 
I know a guy. Yeah, well, I mean, me too. I pay him a shitload of money, but, oh, they're doing them. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, I agree, though. That's why, like, uh, e-com, um, in specific, specifically the things that I teach, I mean, my program is titled e-com remastered, and I'm bringing this up because it's e-com remastered, not drop shipping remastered, right? So everything in e-com in general, which is the sale of online goods and services. So... Mm-hmm. Agencies are a great way to get into e-com, selling stuff as a service or whatever, ad agency, um, you know, copywriting agency, all that stuff. A lot of great students having a lot of success with that as well. Um, but there's just so many high income skills, even when you just start a dropshipping store, because you're, mm-hmm. you're the one-man team. You're learning about marketing, you know, advertising, ad creatives, ad copy, uh, website design, um, supply chain management, like so many different high mm-hmm. income skills right now. Can, you can get your kind of like, uh, even add creatives too. Um, you can kind of figure out which one you like the most and say you don't even like dropshipping because that's a lot of hats to wear, yeah. right? And some people don't like it. Um, I'm thinking of someone sp- specifically that I'm actually meeting up with in New York in like two days and kind of doing a similar thing to this. But um, he started off dropshipping and uh, I met him when he joined my, my program maybe a year ago. Um, and then he's like, he had some success with dropshipping, but he was like, I'm really good at ad creatives. I'm going to start an ad creative agency. And it just took off this entire year. I don't mean, I'm not going to speak for him, but it's doing really, really well. Yeah. It's well, like, I, I like that, but it, yeah. it is, it gives you the chance to surround yourself in all of these different mm-hmm. things. Then you can pick the one that you enjoy the most right. and really run with it. Right. Yeah. If you don't like dropshipping, it's like, yeah, or it's too much, too overwhelming. You can either outsource the things you're bad at or don't like doing, or you can just be like, dang, like I really like running Google ads and I'm really good yeah. at it. Now, I'm going to offer this to you. Right. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, well, show me your results. Look what I've done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll give you a try. And then yeah. picks up a client. Monthly recurring revenue right there. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Well, and I think um, the same thing can kind of be said about um, wholesaling mm-hmm. is when you get into it is like anybody who's interested in real estate, that is, I believe it's the best way to go any other direction. Whereas like if somebody tells me they want to be a realtor, they want to be a landlord. They want to own a bunch of long-term rentals. They want to own um, Airbnbs. Yeah. Uh, they want to flip houses. They want to actually like, fix and flip them. I say so you should start with wholesaling because it's going to give you so much transactional knowledge mm-hmm. of how like a real estate deal works. Yeah. You know how to find the buyer, find the seller, how the whole title process works, and all of that. Not to mention everything you learn as far as the marketing and the sales, but just getting to see the transaction is going to make everything else easier. Plus. When you're wholesaling, you learn how to market direct to seller. Right. Where for all those other things, it's going to benefit you if you can get the property for the very cheapest price. Right. And when you can go direct to seller, that's how you're going to get the cheapest price. Yeah. One thing that you have that I don't have as well, um, and a lot of people don't, in like the e-com space, is just talking to people. Oh. Right? Like sales in general. <laughs> Social like, interaction. Yeah, dude. It's I mean, you can do everything from your little laptop in Peru, right? Yeah. And with an e-com store, but you don't talk to people unless you're selling a service and trying to close a client. Wow. That's one thing that I've missed, and it's funny that I was even bringing this up because I had an, uh, I would like to do another YouTube video with you. I kind of want to do this idea that we can maybe run when I get back. Um, we switched jobs for the day. <laughs> I got a cold call. I have to cold call. I'll set you up with like a store, and you try to like create some ads and like run it for a day. Oh my god! And just see who does better. Let's do it. I know. I think that'd, that'd be, be cool. sick. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'll set you up with, like, everything. Like, we'll give you a, a list of people yeah. and, like, you know, good stuff. And then I'll show you real quick and I'll give you, like, a tutorial on, on like, the oh. underwriting and make you some offers. You'll go get a deal, bro. Maybe maybe don't give me the best leads right off the bat. No, <laughs> dude, it's all we good, bro. It. Dude, we're yeah. generating by the boatload every yeah. single day. I think that'd be a cool video, though. I Try really like that idea. Yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah. 
little crossover. Yeah, you guys got to drop a comment if you want to see the video of me and sure. Austin switching jobs. I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to run a drop shipping store yeah. for the day, and then Austin is going to be a wholesaler for the day. Yeah, and your goal would be like maybe get one sale, like from like organic TikTok or something yeah. like that, right? That'd be a win. Dude, that'd be fun. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. And because it's stuff I'm like really interested in too. Dude, I love the idea of drop shipping for like somebody getting into it. Like I can just so see. Like, hey, dude, and, you know, you get a product, you order it. Like, just so if I l- let me run through, let me run you through the way I think that this yeah. happens. And you, I, want, sure. I want you to, to let me know if I'm right. Find a product that has like a good margin. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, you're going to order one for yourself. And then I'm going to make some TikTok videos about it. Some sort of like user generated content. So I'm thinking like I really like the idea of like uh, women's beauty. Yeah. So some kind of like ice roller or something. Sure. Right. And I'm going to go and I'm going to give it to my girlfriend and we're going to make a fucking video about it. Right. Like why I love doing this every single night right. and make like 10 of those videos. And then I'm going to make the, the, the website and it's going to be pretty like almost like a landing page where just like pretty much they go there, buy the product. Right. Maybe got a couple colors. I don't know and um that's it and then we get her up and running and then i'm gonna do the organic Mm -hmm. i'm gonna just post those videos maybe on a bunch of different accounts because i know that tiktok's shit is weird and sometimes it'll blow up or whatever but and then i'm gonna be okay and then i'm sure that there's some ads and stuff i could run some paid stuff but that's where i would start that's yeah that's where i pretty much recommend everyone to start pretty much everything that you just said um Starting off with organic is great, especially if you're a beginner, because there's low upfront cost. You really just have to have the product and a mm-hmm. phone, which pretty much everyone has that's starting drop shipping. Um, and it teaches you how to make ad creatives. Yeah. Right? Like you have to film them yourself. And if you film 10 different marketing angles or 10 different uh, just first clips or the hooks of the ad creative, and you figure out, wow, that one did really well. I wonder why. It was probably more engaging, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to repeat that, but do it even better, make yeah. it even more engaging. So you learn like what actually resonates with the audience and what they engage with. And then it, it just teaches you all that. And then while that's going on, hopefully if you get like a viral video or something, you get the revenue coming in, right? You fulfilled, fulfill the orders through your supplier, which you forgot to mention, but that's can, that can be tough sometimes finding a good oh, supplier. Yeah. But you got to do that. And then let's just say you generated $3,000 in revenue in the first month and you profited 2000 bucks because it's organic traffic, something like that. Now you take all those best ad creatives, repurpose them, kind of reorganize them and make them native to whatever platform you want to advertise on and move them into paid traffic and reinvest back into the business. Gotcha. Because organic's great. And if you can just get a video on TikTok that has like 10 million views every day, good for you. You're going to make a lot of money. But it's really hard. Like you said, TikTok's really random. Yeah. So people have a really good month organic and they're like, I made 50K profit this month from my organic TikTok videos. Okay, but next month they update their algorithm and your videos went to right. zero. Right. So now you got to move into paid. Like you almost have to move into paid to but be sustainable. I, but I love the the idea of you test you yeah. test how engaging it yeah. is using the their algorithm. You just use TikTok's algorithm as a test to see 100%. if it's engaging, and then, then once you know it is, yeah. that's when you start pumping money into it and you force the uh, virility of it. For sure, it's the thing that I didn't have back in 2018. I had to go straight into paid. You pretty much had to do that for everything. Yeah. For the most part, and now it's such an advantage because, like you said. It's low cost. You post as many times a day as you want and try to get a viral video and learn and you get some sales. So hopefully you get a little revenue to you know support your business even further. And it, it, it basically tells you what is the best ad that you had. You just right. keep learning. It's the most engaging. And then it's like, okay, great. This is the best ad. Let's move it into paid. And you're way more likely to succeed now with that ad. I see. And I didn't have that back then because there was no TikTok. Free right testing. There. Yeah, free testing. Um, 
Have I told you that I, I uh, had a drop shipping store in, in college? No, I think you always hop on your lives. I feel yeah. like you've mentioned it sometimes, but I didn't really down on the story. Um, so me, me and some of my buddies were were sitting around like having dinner in mm -hmm. college, and we we're talking about um, shirts that I'm not gonna say it because, but the c mm -hmm. word. Oh, okay. And um, we were like, what if we had shirts that, like said that, like people buy that stuff like that? And I was like, I don't know, let's fucking see. And it's I had so random. Yeah. Well, and I had met with somebody. It was um, my like this girl's boyfriend came in. And I met him, and, and he was telling me about drop shipping, And he kind of explained the process to me. He's like, yeah, like, you don't actually, like, the people pay you, and you use that money to pay for the things. So you don't actually need any inventory. And one of my first questions was, well, how do you find people? And he had this, this uh, software called SalesBrain. Mm -hmm. And it's what it would do is you could set it up for certain hashtags you wanted to target. And it would automatically comment on any posts who use those hashtags and say, hey, and then you could customize whatever the comment was. So we made a store, a bunch of black shirts with box logos, like knocking off Supreme. Okay. That said things like the C word, um, blacked out. Uh, so no head was the most popular one. Um, like tripping, like things like that. Uh -huh. I don't know, just some offensive things. Yeah. And um, we targeted like hashtag skateboarding and hashtag streetwear. Mm. And so then we bought some, we, we made some Instagram accounts. We bought some followers on them. I learned that you could buy followers. Yeah. And so we just bought some accounts, loaded them up with like 50,000 followers each. It was like all the same name. It's called Raw Fits. Raw Fits. Yes, yeah, so we had Raw Fits. We had Raw Fits underscore. We had Raw underscore Fits, right? We had like 10 accounts because mm -hmm. there was only a certain amount of comments you could post a day. Okay. And it would automatically um, comment on these pictures and it'd be like, hey, I love your, I love your stuff. Uh, we would actually love to sponsor you. Send us a DM. Then, then when they sent the DM, it didn't matter. It was just like the way that the automation worked is just if any response came in, you could set the sequence of messages. So we had to like tailor them down a specific path. Right. So it was like, yeah, I do love the content you're doing. We'd absolutely love the chance to sponsor you. Um, let me give you a discount code so you can get some of our, our merchandise. And then if you post some pictures and we like it, we'll sponsor you. We'll, we'll send you some stuff for free. Mm. Ended up doing that, ran it, and then... We're getting sales every day. Like I think we were doing like a hundred bucks a day or something oh, like nice. that in sales. And like th at the time in college, I don't even think we were making any money because of like the basically the the software took twenty five percent. Wow. So that eats like I feel like most e com stores like your profit margin is probably around twenty five to thirty five percent. So yeah, it depends. But but ate everything and then that yeah. plus the you know the cogs and everything like that. Yeah. We actually weren't making any money, but it was the first time I was seeing like all of a sudden I. I was really because I was broke college student right. and all of a sudden I see some kid in Japan just like made yeah. a $600 order and bought a, everything from rawfits.com and I was like holy shit yeah it made me realize what's possible with the scale of the internet For like how sure. you can get your shit out to everybody everywhere it's insane yeah and like that's a win like you got a taste of it too yeah you know and you're like this is possible it, it definitely opened my eyes to making money online yeah and like um even though like with the wholesaling what we do now it's all virtual like you know um before you were here, I don't know if you went and looked at our deal board, but we have all of these deals all over the country, places I've never been before, places I've never even heard of before. We actually don't have a single one here in Arizona. Actually, that's wow. not true. We locked up one in Surprise, like yesterday. But um, all over, and it's like never seen the property, never met the seller, never met the buyer, just all being done Yeah. You know, on the Virtually. phone. Yeah, would you consider what you're doing like an online business? Absolutely. I mean, it's something that can be done from anywhere. Yeah. You know? Like... 
there's there are people i don't think it's as common as it is uh in your industry but there yeah. are people who are you know they're like the digital nomads that right. just ride around and do whatever they want and then they manage a team and especially with the accessibility to like virtual assistants right and how how many of them are geared already in the real estate space like right. towards that oh for sure yeah but the thing is like you guys have to call more people than i do during the day well so if it, i'm out and like that's the thing is it's I, I feel like that's the hardest like barrier with with wholesaling is like the sales skills that are necessary mm -hmm. because you know you can have the best um you can get the best leads generated for you anything like that and if you can't close them you can't close it yeah. doesn't do anything right you know yeah it's like i was saying with the skill that i don't have that you have it's closing talking in general yeah. yeah just closing mainly i've never sold anything in my life really besides online you know yeah well th that's, that's the thing different. is i'm jealous of it. it's just like uh it's just copy that sells and like yeah. a nice experience and telling a story yeah yeah it's a little different but it's still something that like you should work on especially if i'm wanting to get into more of a service-based you know company starting yeah. later down the road or something like SaaS or something i'm gonna have to talk to people i'm gonna have to close people yeah. convince them why they should be you know doing it well i feel so. like it's it's the same thing um just it's you know in a conversation rather than something they're reading right where it, it makes it a little bit easier that way if you see it because now some people will overcomplicate it and they talk themselves in right. circles and they they like they ruin sales for themselves yeah but when i see it i it's just i'm just speaking copy right right all we're doing is you know we're making deals that are um easy to say yes to hard to say no to and we make it look like it's their idea right that's a skill go. though yeah you know it is well i mean i I, I would agree. I mean, I think that sales is like, it's definitely a skill that everybody should learn. It helps yeah, in everything. Yeah, for sure. All it is is communication. Yeah, it's going to help you in every aspect of your life. Yeah. Talking in general. It's like a muscle though. Yes. Right? Like I'd say it was like, for me, it was better um, just conversational talking in general, better in college. Yeah. And then after college, we traveled for like two years straight and talked to anyone, slowed down a little bit. And then it's like when I started getting back into like posting on YouTube and talking with people and having meetings all that stuff it comes right back it's like a muscle but yeah for a time during covid and stuff it was like i don't even know how to speak <laughs> anymore dude. that's yeah. funny because that's something i've never thought about like you can seriously yeah. uh like put in your headphones and just get going yeah. and you don't have to talk to a single person oh. you can make fucking hundreds of thousands I of dollars know. yeah yeah and then on top of that traveling like so when we did the we traveled in the rv for six months yeah and then we went to hawaii for the three and a half almost four months and then we went to europe um Sorry, actually, in reverse order, Hawaii, RV, and then Europe. And, uh, I mean, when you go to Europe, too, they don't speak that much English. So yeah. I was like, for those two years, pretty much, I'm like, just me and Miranda. Is that just all, <laughs> yeah. is that just all credit card points? Uh, yeah, a lot of it. Um, a lot of it was. Yeah, so we did a full month. Not So we did two months in Europe where we rented an Airbnb because it wouldn't, like, it needed to be, like, livable, you know? Mm -hmm. And then we did a full month of traveling throughout Europe all on credit card points. Wow. Like Santorini, um, you know, uh, Cinque Terre, Germany, Paris, uh, I guess France. Um, where else did we go? Greece, uh, Belgium, all these places, Spain. That's so all sick. All on points, yeah. That, it's something that I I've, I've never been to Europe. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I need to go see that shit. Come visit. Yeah. We'll be there uh, starting tomorrow, pretty much. Oh, no shit? Well, I'm leaving... Um, yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow to go to New York for two days. I'm doing a little bit of filming there and just hanging out, have a little layover. And then we're going to go directly to Milan after that for two months for sure. And then we'll probably be in Europe for like anywhere from like three to six months total. No shit. Yeah. Dude, that's so Long awesome. Time. Um, 
for those of you guys um, who don't know, which is going to be everybody, um, Austin is, like, the only person in my, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, people that, like, I knew from here in Arizona yeah. that actually, like, make content and are doing, like, yeah. running online business and stuff. And so I've been trying to get him to – we've been trying to make some content to get him to do an interview for a long time, but you're always fucking – I know. Flying around the world. I'm flaky, and I <laughs> go places on a whim, which sucks. <laughs> it's fun. But I agree. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say that too. Like, there's no one really in Arizona. There are people but uh, that we kind of knew um, or even, like, childhood friends and stuff like that or people we went to college with that really does like anything like this. Yeah. Not even just posting online, but working for themselves. Right. Like, rare. I, don't, I could name less than five that I yeah. personally know well, you know? It's different. Well, I mean, it, it, like, it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but it's it's crazy because I look at and whenever I'm talking to somebody, like, I'm just like to a point now where, like, I just see people's like strengths or talents or something, yeah. and I'm always like telling them like, oh my god, like you need you to start a this. channel doing this yeah. or you need to start a TikTok account. That's doing what that. I do. Like, yeah, because I've just seen how like all the benefits it has. I know, like, I know, but no one wants to take that advice. Well, it's because it's scary. It's it's yeah. like like. I remember when I first started making videos, I'm like, dude, people from like my high school are going to see this yeah. and they're going to make fun yeah. of me. And that's kind of like the hardest hump to get over almost. It is, I think. It's weird. I think it's once weird. you cross that and, you're, and you just get to a point, like for me. Oh, there's a point you don't care. Yeah. Well, like yeah. Well, now at the point, I don't, yeah. I'll throw, I'll post fucking yeah. anything on yeah. the internet. It doesn't matter. But I think that one thing that was really helpful for me to get over that fear of like posting was I just had to realize why I was doing it. It's right. like. I know what this can give me. I know the benefits can be there, and I'm willing to look like an idiot if that's mm-hmm. what it takes for a certain amount of period before I'm able to realize anything. Yeah. And then I realized that, that it was, like, non-existent. Like, right. I kind of thought that, too. Um, I had, like, a struggle a little bit posting on, like, Instagram and stuff because that's where, like, all my family yeah. and, like, friends mainly follow you, you know? And then I was like, why do I care? Like, what, like w- if they judge me for whatever two months before anything, like, pops off in any regard, like, why does it matter? They're they're the ones. This is when I was still doing drop shipping and stuff, but not posting anything mm-hmm. about anything that I do. I'm like, they're the ones texting me after work saying I hate my job. Like, can you help me out with ecom? Yeah. So it's like I'm posting stuff that they're interested in anyway. Right. Right. So like, why would they even care? Yeah. And, and if they do care, I don't I don't talk to this person anymore. Or whatever. There you go. Yeah. Well, I started to realize now because now it's gotten to the point where like so much of like my life is online yeah. and I post so much stuff and then I kind of have to like reel back because there's like like I was uh I was meeting my girlfriend's uh like a lot of her extended family mm. over Christmas and they're like telling me they're like oh yeah I've seen your I've seen your I TikToks know. or stuff like that and I was like oh I shit like, <laughs> I get that randomly too especially in Arizona like for someone that like I don't know I was in like a fraternity or something that I knew that I don't really talk to or whatever and they're like hey like been seeing you online it's yeah like, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you don't you don't even need to say like how you been like you know already right like it's funny it's kind of weird but it's a good time and I feel like uh, uh, it's kind of weird too though because like in the beginning you know if you're posting you're small people are like there are those people that are like oh like why is he doing that mm-hmm. like well, that's stupid whatever and then when you get to like a certain point or something people are like hey man like how's it exactly. going like that's it, so cool it turns like, real blah, quick. Blah, blah. yeah it's like all right dude and here's the thing is everybody has something. Like, whatever it may be, something they're interested in, some kind of talent that they can go where they will attract other people. Yeah. All that matters is the time between, your, like, your execution of you actually staying consistent with it mm. and doing it where you will become successful doing it as yeah. long as you stay consistent. It doesn't matter who you are. And pretty much anything, too. Yeah. Not even, like, a specific 
not even like posting or anything. It's just consistency in every aspect. That's of true. Life, everything. Mm-hmm. Working out, eating healthy, working in general, social media, everything. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah. What is it? You uh, show me your habits, and, and I'll show you the kind of person you are. Like mm-hmm. you know, anything you do every single day, it's gonna write the story of who you end up being. Yeah, and you're never gonna not improve. Yeah, on that skill. That that's a really good point. Is possible. Yeah. And, and and that's another thing is in the beginning, you just have to accept that your shit's going to suck. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to fail. It's, it's going to suck. You're going to fail. You're yeah. going to fall on your face a hundred times. And, and you know what the best thing is? If it sucks, nobody's going to see it. No. Yeah. That is kind of the best thing. You know? <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, even if you're posting or something social media specific, like it's going to suck in the beginning. You're mm-hmm. going to look nervous or whatever, bad camera, whatever it is. Right. Um, but no one's watching it. Exactly. And the video that did pop or like something that did move. I mean, it's your best quality content at the time. That's what they saw. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you got to just get over a little bit of stuff like yeah. that. But I, I'm telling you guys right now, everybody. Done. Well, yes, for sure. But I, it's the 100% the best thing I've ever started to, to do for myself. I agree. Was to talk about what I was doing. Yeah. You know, on the internet. I agree. I agree. I look back and I think quitting is the best thing that I ever did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's something that I I'd never had. Like yeah. I never have mm-hmm. had like a stable job like that. But you're making you know a hundred grand a year and having to walk away from that and be mm-hmm. like, oh no, there's, there's you got to let that go. I I see more out here, but it's fucking a very cloudy. You know, you don't Scary you can't place. see the exact yeah. way. Yeah, you're walking in with a blindfold. Yeah, yeah, but that's also the trap. I kind of knew um, that I kind of had to quit at that point after getting a promotion. I quit like three after three weeks. Three weeks after I got a promotion, really? I think, which is like a slap in the face. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, I had to do it because I realized like it's a trap, right? You're, they're going to pay you more. And the more they pay you, you're probably going to get a new car, right? Or mm-hmm. bigger apartment or whatever it is, right? Now you got this debt and, uh, you know, you have to pay for it somehow, pay your bills. And mm-hmm. they're trapping you with that salary. Because when you go on your own, if you just straight up quit, like the salary's gone. Who's going to pay for that apartment? Who's going to do all this? So, you know, that's the scariest thing. So I was like, I had to quit then because, you know, I was on a good track, um, the corporate ladder. But um, once you get to a certain point, you can't really start your own thing. It's really hard. You might have kids at that point, too. There you go. And it's like. Yeah, you've got people who depend on you. And I mean, that's why it's definitely good that, like, start doing this as, like, a young buck. You don't have a family or anything like that. You don't have to, but you should. Take the risk from 18 to 30. Right. Take a risk. I mean, you can fuck up. You can start from zero yeah. as many times as you want. It doesn't yeah. really matter. There's a lot of time. Right. Yeah, but once you get to that 35, 40, 50, you can still do it. It's just going to be a lot more challenging. And you better have a little bit of money saved up if you're going to quit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. So uh, I'm uh, I'm building a community mm-hmm. right now, um, similar to what you have, I believe. Yeah. We're kind of talking a little bit about it. You know, I want to build a community where I can show people – uh, how to do what I do mm-hmm. and how to start flipping houses all over the country. And so they can exit out of these jobs that maybe they don't really enjoy doing right. or they aren't paying them enough. And, um, right. So there's going to be like a, you know, a classroom where they can come in and they can learn this stuff. And then also I want to have a place where they can ask questions and then do yeah. some like weekly calls where I can talk to them, you know, face to face and, and figure out exactly what challenges they're going through and help them work through it. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you've built your community what it, and what it's focused on? Yeah. So we really restructured it, actually brought on a partner who has equity in it. 
because it's tough to do alone. I'll be honest with you. When yeah. you're the one man face of something. Um, so brought him on in December, I think of last you know, two years ago now, I guess. Um, and in January, it was kind of like fully revamped, ready to roll. Is when we like really relaunched it. I How'd guess. You, well, you got to tell me more about this person. What's the responsibilities? Why'd you make the decision to do all that? Yeah, um, he, uh, that's a good question. So this person was actually I had a Discord group before like my program. And it was kind of like more just like a community base. It was like five bucks to enter a month or something. And I just posted on TikTok and just kind of like for networking mainly or whatever. Um, and he was like one of the first members to join. I think he was like the fourth. Okay. This was like two years ago or something. And he started like uh, really contributing, really helping out. Smart guy, uh, knew a lot about e-com, was running a really successful store. And we became friends. Uh, then he became a moderator. And I was like, let's relaunch like a real program. And he was the first person I wanted to call. So I called Bobby. Shout out, Bobby. And um, I was like, I want to revamp this. I want to bring you on as like a, a head coach slash partner. So we negotiated, obviously, like equity and stuff like that and what his responsibilities were um, and helping restructure the program. He's a lot better than me at, like, restructuring things and what he's part of a lot of other communities and what looks good, what works okay. really well, um, has a lot better communication skills um, with people than I do. I'm a little a little bit shorter. Like, why are you not just Googling this? <laughs> he's a little nicer. So you know what I mean? Like, I get a little snappy and, like, come on, bro. Um, stuff like that. Um, he does a lot of the back end work and scheduling and training people and stuff like that too um more organizational okay so this was from the very beginning of when you were like hey i'm really gonna make this program right you brought him on in the beginning yeah right in the beginning he kind of laid out you know all the structure of what we wanted to look like and all these plans and all this stuff yeah. what we need what we don't need um and then we kind of launched it like soft i guess launched but it was a soft launch in terms of because it's not where it's at today it always kind of evolves you know mm-hmm um, so it's on Discord. That's like the communication main platform. There's some resources in there too, and we do our our meetings in there as well. They have like the video chat and all that. Okay. Um, that's communication also with us and like private DMs and um, certain channels for like web design and all that stuff where you talk about it, get your questions answered, all that. Gotcha. And then we have our supplemental. I call them supplemental videos because a lot of people buy courses and stuff like that or programs, and they're like, I'm paying for these videos. I think it's totally supplemental. That's like it's an extra mm -hmm. right just to review and get your idea of how we think about e-com and our theories behind it and you know what you have to do and there's like 50 videos in there probably which we keep updating as well because it's always changing the platforms and social media marketing and all that right but they're supplemental don't buy a course for just videos is my advice you buy a, a course for a program to work with someone and learn from someone as they're learning themselves as well so the biggest like selling point is like the coaching so we do i think that's phenomenal advice yeah you can't like if you're going to buy just videos, don't expect too much. And then also don't pay that much for them. Right. Is my advice. Uh, you want to be like working with someone Not or mention, at least a community. Dude, for the vast majority, like I've said this about like the videos that I'm coming out with. Mm -hmm. Look, they are tailored and they're in order and they're exactly and they're all that stuff's there and you yeah. can learn it all. But I'm telling you right now, all that shit is on YouTube. Yeah. You can go find it for free. Now, it's not put together nicely for right. you, but it's out there. Yeah. So I really like the point of what you're really paying for is the access mm -hmm. and like the to get to when you do have questions to be able to you know reach out and then also the um, I love what you said about learn with them as they're learning because as I you know change and adapt in my business people who are in that proximity are going to be the first to know right right and that's another thing where it's like you know you, there's some probably good coaches out there that don't really do what they're coaching for anymore themselves they're probably good but when you have like 
your feet wet in whatever you're doing too. You're up to date with the latest trends, what's mm-hmm. going on, because it's your business too, right? You're invested. So it's easy to relay that information. And like you said, you know, you can find a lot of information on YouTube, but it's laid out really nicely. But also a big portion of it is you run your business different than someone else on the internet, right? Yeah. And when you start going onto YouTube and you can find all those pieces, but everyone has a little bit different strategy that might not coincide together. I see. But you're, especially in e-com, um, the theories and the ideas of how things work, if you do it all yourself and watch all the videos from one person, it's what worked for that one person altogether. Like my ad strategy would be different than someone else's right now. Gotcha. But if they pull the ad strategy from someone else and do the web design from me, it might not click together. They start to build this like Mr. Potato Head that just doesn't fucking fit. Frankenstein machine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also a benefit to the videos, but I still think they're like supplemental. It's all about the coaching and the face-to-face, which a lot of people don't really do in the e-com space anymore from what I've noticed. They kind of like have coaches do coaching calls. But uh, I do my coaching calls once a week, and Bobby does his once a week as well. Yeah. Yeah, face to face. And so on on those calls, is it kind of like an open office hours sort of thing where people can just, like, ask you questions or you have a certain topic you talk about? No, I want to start implementing more topics because some people get a little shy. Yeah. I was talking to your dad about it. Some people are just, uh, you know, like, especially in e-com because it's not a super outgoing thing or it doesn't have to be. You can just be behind your laptop. So mm-hmm. some people get a little bit more shy and don't want to ask questions and will just text it to me after. I'm like, oh, you should just really? ask it on the call. Like, um, And more people are going to want to. It, it sparks them to be yeah. like, oh, I can ask that too. Or or that made me think of something else. Yes. Right? Um, but it's been good lately. There's been a lot of engagement. But it's free form right now. I do want to start bringing on like guests and stuff. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Like special lessons. But um, yeah, it's free form. It's like, you know, ask whatever is going on for the week, uh, what you're what you're struggling with. You know, you're stuck at 1K revenue. Like, how can we get you to 2K revenue one, mm-hmm. or a day? Um, stuff like that. Or if, like, no one's talking, I'm like, all right, give someone give me your website. Like, let's review it. Oh, this gotcha. sucks. This sucks. Change this. Change <laughs> this. All right, next person. Let's go. And do stuff like that. So it's, it's really free form, though. I like it. Yeah. Um, that's something that, like, I'm wanting to do that I feel like would be similar to what you're saying of looking at people's websites is yeah. what I want to do is I want to have people take calls, like, mm live while, while they're in front of everybody and then so then right. afterwards we like me included and everybody else can just rip them apart yeah so that they they're able to get better yeah you know that's a good idea yeah but, but i think that um it's so important to be able to have that like that is exactly what you're paying for yeah. it's the yeah. it's it's those meetings everything else is supplemental i really like that idea I know, I know. And like I was saying, like not too many people in e-com do it. They kind of outsource like some of the coaching calls and stuff. But I love like getting to know. I've made some really good friends Yeah. For my community. The guy I'm filming with in New York. Yeah. In the community. Good well, friend now. Well, it's I mean, cool. I, it's like fulfilling to me too yeah. as well. Like I really, like I've learned that I like teaching and yeah. I like helping somebody yeah. and being able to get them reach a breakthrough and right. whatever that may be. But also you mentioned like it's really hard to do all by yourself. That's why I'm very lucky that I have my dad and Mitchell that like everything in the business is being taken care of, that I'm able to focus my time over here. And I also have them to lean on for different things within it. Totally. Totally. That's what's hard too, especially when you start posting more and like on social media, this takes up more time than people think, you know, I don't think people realize that like full time, like, like the majority of my day is spent making content. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how my, my whole focus of 2022 is kind of like get behind the camera more. Mm-hmm. Start to like delegate some other stuff, um, get behind the camera because it's, it's time consuming. And especially in like the e-com space, um, you know, there are just some talking head videos that you can do and crank out pretty easily. But there's also some like, you know, I take a store from scratch to X amount of dollars in the month. Like that requires me to literally go build out that store. And yeah. Like, 
film my journey along the way, like with like a little vlog camera or whatever. Go, I went to the beach and filmed an ad with my neighbor's dog. Like that takes time, man. <laughs> yeah. Like so, it's hard. Um, but so there's a lot more work than you think on the oh, back absolutely. end of content creation. Well, and that's something like I always I I encourage people go make content, do that, tell people about what you're doing. Yeah. But you need to be careful if you're not spending too much time doing that shit that you're not focused on the thing over here of why you're yeah. doing it. Oh, totally. You know, so yeah. go talk about wholesaling real estate and whatever you're doing and talk about your journey and how you're getting your first deal and whatever that may be. You can't be spending too much time doing that, but you lose sight of all of this. Totally. Yeah. You have to have it under control first. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I've been like, I'd say arguably slower than some of my peers that I look up to, but I make sure everything's aligned first, like you're saying. So before I start a new business or something that I want to you know, spend more time on, I have to make sure the previous thing that I was just working on is set. And gotcha. if I walk away or spend less time doing it, uh, it's not going to fall apart. I right? see. Because that's the worst. And that's when you get in trouble, too, with, like, I don't know, over-promising certain people, especially in, like, a service industry, and you don't set up things properly, and you start focusing on something else, and they're like, hey, you said you were going to do this. Like, mm -hmm. where are you? Um, you know, and then you get in trouble, and then it's a, just a headache for yeah. everything. So I really make sure that everything is set well, first before moving I think on. that, like, as people who are, who naturally gravitate to this, like, entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirited people yeah that it's really easy to like get excited by different yeah. things and start going and then leaving these unfinished projects you know behind yeah yeah i always think of so many like random good ideas right before i go to bed i'm like i need to do that tomorrow and yeah. then it's like well, i don't have 40 more hours in the week <laughs> like <laughs> what am i doing like fix this thing first and also i have this problem too where i have a little bit of success or i'd say like i get to like medium to high level success in something that i do pretty quickly and then i lose interest i don't know why because it it's was like add yeah yeah it just came too easy or something like that I, I think i like the challenge like i yeah. like i really started like i mean i'm not like huge on youtube or anything but it's picking up um and i really like the challenge of like okay how can i make the like my watch time went up a little bit in this video what was it like did i say something great in the beginning like blah blah, blah. Mm -hmm. i just like figuring out what's actually moving the needle and then once i like master it I get a little bored. I don't know why. Yeah. I just do. I'm, I'm really enjoying exactly what you're yeah. talking about. You know, me and Jonathan will go over and we'll look at the analytics of, yeah. and everything. And, and he's really good to the point. It'll be like, okay, like we're having like a good retention or where's this dropout point? Like what happened like that why? caused that? Yeah. And then making the adjustments. But YouTube is so much more fun to me than the, like the short form TikToks oh, yeah. and the Instagram. Totally. Yeah. I've outsourced a lot of my TikToks now. Yeah. So something I'm thinking about doing, I want to ask your opinion on this, is in order to help, you know, spurt some growth mm -hmm. on my, my channel, mm -hmm. I've, I've heard some other guy did this, I can't remember who it was, but I'm thinking once I get to a thousand subscribers, I'm going to mm -hmm. celebrate by giving away something. Okay. Like I'm going to do like a giveaway and the winner of it will be whoever is able to generate the most viral video from clips on my YouTube. Uh -huh. So they can take my YouTube and they can make clips and they can, whoever can do the most viral video, whether it's Instagram or TikTok or whatever it may be, I'll give away like a thousand bucks or something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to steal that idea. Yeah. That's well, a great idea. <laughs> well, so I heard from somebody, I, I sent the TikTok to John and yeah. it was like, it was this guy. He was like, yeah, so uh, once I got to a thousand subscribers, I did that. And he said, then he got to like 5,000. Yeah. Like and, 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 and the, the thing was, I can't even remember what he gave away. It was like, it wasn't even like anything of monetary value or something like that. Do you remember what it was? Like his old T-shirt. <laughs> a what? A cart. Oh, was oh it? <laughs> oh, no kidding. All right, so it was a cart. Yeah. But um, uh, 
doing something like that. And then he said it got him from 1,000 to 5,000. Wow. And then um, he did another one that like got him, I can't even remember what it got to, but then he said like that's how he got noticed by like Aiden Ross and some right. of these other people and then it just blew up. That's a great idea. It's kind of like what like Iman Godzi and Andrew Tate did and all that. Well, okay, so. I don't know if you can even say that name anymore <sighs> on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. Dude, that's the crazy thing is he just popped off. Like all of a sudden he's not showing off my For You page anymore. No, no, I'll tell you. Um, I, I was posting some TikToks saying his name and saying, um, I do like a lot of clickbaity TikToks sometimes. Yeah. It depends on the channel. Um, and it was saying his name, and I was saying, um, now that he's gone, we need like a new leader in like the e-com space or something. And it was like a video of me or whatever. Um, and they're all getting taken down. Really? It says, um, I think, what what's the notification? It says like um, the person you're referencing like uh, says like hate speech or something. No way. So that's they're like removing him completely from TikTok. Damn. You know you what? You can't even say his name. That's crazy. Like well, Voldemort. it's it's interesting because used to saying his name was like a, a, a good hook. Like he's right, saying this yeah. is going to increase engagement. Mm-hmm. We actually made a video and it was like I'm giving um like advice to people who went through a breakup. Mm-hmm. And my hook for that video was like I heard Andrew Tate say something mm-hmm. and then like went into the advice. And I thought that video was like really good. Yeah. And but it didn't like perform that well and i think i need to go back i need to adjust that yeah dude and shadow banning's real too yeah all that stuff sometimes they'll just let a video go but like they were maybe gonna ban it or something and it won't go like even if it has a great engagement yeah really tricky tiktok is weird it really is it it changes like every day almost it seems like dude i mean i'll go through like little seasons where it feels like like going viral is super easy and then someone it's just like holy fuck yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm making bad shit (laughs) i know dude yeah real i i feel the exact same way i think everyone kind of does man it's like normal for that app but and then it sucks because if it's in like that downward trend and you put a lot of heart and soul into a video you're like Mm -hmm. this one's gonna bang and then it's like a thousand views and you're like, Dude, it's what? never <laughs> it's never the videos that i think are gonna bang that end up taking off it's always like some like it's so weird yeah it's like one of like the videos that i thought was like mid and then it takes it off blows up. Oh, it's so right. random well do, have you heard about what they're doing like the have you heard about the warming no so apparently yeah mm-hmm. apparently like going viral is not some act of uh, randomness or anything like that. Like all like TikTok employees have the ability to they call it warm a video where they will make it go viral. Oh, so like, like especially in the beginning when they're trying to get like influencers to come over and right. make TikTok videos, they like just come over and make a few videos, see how it goes, and then they go crazy right. fucking viral and they're like, oh, I like this, I like right. this TikTok. But the same thing happens nowadays where they'll get to like choose mm. what's taking off. I believe it. I think it's super random. I'll, I've went as far and still do this is like very like superstitious of me but i'll literally like if i have like a low point in tiktok where like nothing's taken off i'll start saying to my phone like i'm gonna stop posting on tiktok like i used to get all these views i was getting millions of views i was getting so many followers people loved me on the app and i'm not getting more views i'm gonna stop and move over to reels and youtube shorts i'll literally just do that sometimes it's psycho but, uh, well, dude, I at this I point know. I'm believing in these phones are listening to us. I know, it's crazy, but you know if it works, it works. Yeah, shit. So I hope they watch this. Yeah, because I'm about to leave TikTok. <laughs> so you better make some shit happen. Yeah. Well, Shorts is um they just uh updated their revenue share for it. Yeah. Did you see that? 
I heard it. Jonathan was telling me about it. Yeah, so starting February 1st, um, I think is when it launches fully, you get 45%, I think, of the ad revenue on shorts now, as opposed to, I think, before it was like, you know, like a percent. It was really low. But that's going to be a, that's gonna, that's a direct battle with TikTok now. Yeah. Because well, TikTok doesn't pay you anything, really. Yeah, I know. I'm, people ask me money all the time in my life. So like, how much money do you get paid from TikTok? I'm like, what? I'm losing money every month yeah, doing I know, this right? shit. <laughs> Literally, yeah. But um, I want to, I think that, because I, I know that they've talked like three or four, maybe five times that they're going to ban TikTok in the United yeah, States. Yeah, I know. I feel like it's almost becoming a question of not if, but when. I agree. And yeah. from what I've been hearing about the company and everything, it's probably a good mm-hmm. thing. Like, yeah. It seems no, like I a pretty, yeah. pretty terrible thing to be having running around. Yeah, but, I um, agree. Either way, I mean, I, with the focus being on YouTube, I, it's probably just a better idea for me to figure out shorts mm-hmm. instead. I think YouTube is going to make a huge push with shorts, and I also think YouTube is going to, you know, there's, like, some competitors right now based on, like, free speech, like yeah. Rumble and all that. Um, mm-hmm. I think those will die out as well. I think uh, something with YouTube is going to happen, like, what it, I can't talk, like, uh, similar to Twitter. I don't know if it's going to be, like, a CEO change or anything, but I think they're going to have to start updating their policies a little bit more lenient. Yeah. Um, because otherwise Rumble's going to pick up too much traction. Right. But the second that YouTube says, you know, Donald Trump can come back on or Andrew Tate or whoever, Rumble's gone. Yeah. Same with Twitter. I mean, like Twitter, Elon bought it and more people are coming back on. I know I think like Donald Trump is leaving his platform they had like a contract with and coming back to Twitter. Yeah. So it's like if YouTube does that, you know, I think there's going to be no worry. It's going to be the top performing video platform. Well, out there, that's so. the best thing, I think, for society in general. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm cool with YouTube. Let's keep you guys around. But yeah, definitely stop fucking moderating what the hell yeah. people can or can't. I get it, too. Like, it's I have mixed feelings. Like, at some point, there are things that should not be on YouTube. Of course. Right? Yes. There are some things. But when it comes to, like, ideology, as long as it's not directly hateful. Yeah. Who cares that this guy said, you know, I don't let women drive my car or whatever. Yeah. Right? I don't. There's a lot of things I disagree with with Andrew Tate. I think he has some good points on s- certain things, but there's a lot I don't like. But it's with all people. He should be able to – yeah, with, with that's with everyone. Exactly. Mm. Um, but he should be able to say that. It's yeah. not like he's saying, like, well, I don't even know what he's charged with or anything now, but <laughs> maybe this won't age well. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I'm, my point is something minor like that, like yeah. uh, women driving the car thing, um, you know. You can say that. You don't have to believe them. Yeah. You don't have to take them off the internet for it. Dude, I I think that, that you know, people are going to analyze what Andrew Tate did in, like, 2022 mm-hmm. for a long time. Like, marketing-wise? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's insane. Just, like, yeah. the, the genius of having other people promote your stuff and yeah. giving them a piece of it and how quickly that blew him up and to where the point where, it, like, even he's saying, he's like, there's a – a war happening in Ukraine and Russia, and Andrew Tate is still the most like googled yeah. guy or whatever. Yeah, it, that's an insane marketing strategy. And you see people like Iman Godzi, um, I think I'm saying that right, um, and some other people um, that have bigger kind of YouTube followings in like ecomish slash kind of like mentoring kind of. Mm-hmm. That's their all. You know him, I, right? Or like oh, seen so when I started going in on YouTube, mm-hmm. which I decided like the end of last year, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna really focus on youtube um he was one of the channels that i really like went through and watched to kind of get an idea of what is you know what is it that people want right because he clearly is giving it to them yeah i mean i think he grew i've been kind of watching him 
see him post on short form a lot more, kind of same like Tate strategy. And uh, he went from like, I don't even know, this is rough estimates, but maybe like 700,000 to like 1.6 million on YouTube in like a couple months. Or yeah, it's like crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. So it's a great strategy. Um, and I don't think that it's too saturated or anything because there's not a lot of people at that level that can do that and produce enough clips. Yeah. You got to be grinding to get a, like a ton of clips like that. Definitely. Well, and yeah. you have to have like, you have to have something behind you, you know, like mm -hmm. um, Mod had whatever that agency or right. whatever thing he had. And now, as I understand, he's going all into the, the SAS. Probably. I don't know. I don't like follow him too much. I just see him a lot and know what he's about, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't even watch that much YouTube. Me neither. Like hardly ever. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you're like, what do you think of this guy? I'm like, I, yeah, the I don't only, know, man. The like, only reason I watch it is for like research purposes. Same. Of like, I'm looking at other wholesalers, what videos mm -hmm. they're making, or I'm looking at people in, you know, side by side niches to see what they're doing, what I can implement, things of right. that nature. I have a couple like select few that I'll watch, like pretty regularly. But then the rest is like you're saying, well, like research. I, I, I already knew this. I know that you don't consume anything but dropshipping podcasts and audiobooks. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, after my shower and the <laughs> cold plunge. Yeah. Cold plunge first, cold shower, sometimes back in, and then uh, dropshipping podcasts and books. Yeah. That's all you got to do. It really comes down to just that. I mean, you know, if you, if you aren't listening to two different books, at once, <laughs> yeah. both on 2x speed, One, yeah. you're fucked. You're, how, are, how are you going to keep up with the competition? You can't keep up with me, that's for sure. No. There's no way. Fuck no, dude. I'm going to I'm gonna have way more knowledge than you. And Insane it's just, amounts. It's done deal. Yeah. And then I got someone like writing notes on the side about the books. Any <laughs> comments that I make. And now. it's while I'm working out as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, right? usually. Yeah. yeah. So I just have the mobile desk set up, and I'm coming yeah. through, and it's... And the videographer's there. Yes. Yeah. The it's whole, a full the whole setup, thing. yeah. And also, I only fast. I don't oh, eat. Oh, yeah. I don't eat. Why I don't are you eat eating? You yeah, know? I haven't had anything today. Me neither. Well, actually, I take that back. I'm on a very intense cut right now, and so I have had 500 calories, which is like a lot. It's one third of my daily calories almost, but I'm fucking starving. Wow, that's a that's not that many calories. I fast unintentionally. Really? Yeah. I yeah, got, I, I got, you're one of those guys. Yeah, and I got like stuff wrong with my stomach and all that, so yeah. it's, I can't gain weight or yeah. anything. Yeah, but. The biggest I've ever been was 185, and oh, that yeah, was on creatine. I think we were talking about that yeah. um, golfing or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's tough, man. But I'm cut. I got, like, skinny abs, man. It's dude, I'll, I, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. Me and Mitch were having this conversation. I mm. That is a million times better to have that than be, like, a, like a hard loser. Like, like, hard loser, like, hard to lose weight, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I agree. I was going to show you this photo. You're going to hate me. Um Maybe not. Depends on your different goals. Uh, where is it? It's hilarious. So lately, over the last, like, two months, I've been working out, like, max three times a week. Like, sometimes two. Sometimes one. Sometimes, yeah. like, two weeks of, no, like, off. And I, my Miranda's like, how the hell do you still look like that? I took this the other day. And she's like, oh, my God. I know. It's like, I don't know. Like, I just apparently can't <laughs> process anything. Like, and granted, I only weigh, like, 165, 170. But still, it's still, like, shredded. Yeah. Like, that's looks good. That that's that's uh that's, that's a, like that's, that's peak beach. male performance yeah, right there. That's, that's the beach uh swimsuit attire. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. But I'm over here, I'm fucking starving myself every single I day. Know. Yeah, well I'm allergic to a lot of stuff, so yeah. Yeah, it doesn't help. But one day I'll get back up to one eighty five. I'll be What do you weigh jumped. now? Probably one sixty five, one seventy. And how tall are you? Six one. Gotcha. Yeah. 
pretty skinny. I'm uh, 195. I'm cutting down to. I've got my last five pounds right now. Once I'm like 190, 190. 191, I'm gonna be. I'd love to see that number one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, once I get there, I mean, then I'm gonna end up. Uh, I'll probably be able to like bulk up to where like my normal sitting weight is 200, mm-hmm. and uh, that'll be. That's a good weight. Yeah. That's a good weight. I think at 200, I'd. I don't even know what I'd look like. You'd look like a fucking beast. Yeah, I'd be. Th- I'd probably be scary. Yeah. In a little bit. Yeah. You would probably have. You gotta juice up to to get there. At least creatine. Yeah. That gained me like ten pounds in like a month. I bet. Nice. Drinking enough water. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was in college though. I was bigger then. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Traveling sucks with working out and stuff. Absolutely, Sorry. and that's one of the biggest things that like my uh, my dietitian focuses on is mm-hmm. he's like we need to be building sustainable habits that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you're here or you're traveling over here or whatever you're doing, yeah. that you can still stick with this, because where people get fucked up is it's people don't like fail on their diets when things are like normal, you right. know, Monday through Friday. It's these external things. It's yep. when it's the weekend or when yeah. all of a sudden they have to go uh, on this trip or whatever it is like that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I make pretty good decisions eating wise. Like I eat pretty healthy, yeah, clean for the most part. So that's not too hard because a lot of it upsets my stomach if I don't. Yeah, so that's nice, and. It's just like the working out. It's like when I fly to New York tomorrow, it's like there's no way I'm working out tomorrow. I'm going to be exhausted. Yeah. So I just got to get up and do it because every time I do it, I always feel better. I always feel way more energetic every single time. I don't know why I don't. Dude, I, I have to work out, out now. It's how, many, just how many days a week do you work out? Six. That's a lot. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm in the gym pretty much every day. Like even if I don't work out and then I'm still doing some kind of active rest yeah. of like – doing some sort of you know walking on the treadmill or yeah. one thing i've been doing is stretching you yeah. stretch yeah i just started this year some pretty gnarly shit <laughs> yeah man. it's no it's joke hard. it's no joke it's hard yeah i used to not be able to touch my toes yeah uh. fucking hurts yeah and like i'll start sweating mm-hmm. yeah it's like holy shit it's uncomfortable you cramp up if you didn't have enough water too yeah. you're like, it's over like i mean I, I played soccer growing up and so mm-hmm. i remember doing the stretches yeah. whatever and it was like bro i don't need to do this but now that i'm doing the stretches it's like holy fuck, yeah dude, i can feel this that's like the best thing for you. If you're not going to work out, like stretch at least. Yeah. And that's easy. You can just sit on your floor. Right. Well, it's just making it the habit right. of, of figuring out whatever works for you. Yeah. But I, I feel like you're absolutely right. Like out of the, the things you can do for your health, stretching mm-hmm. is probably, I mean, now look, I'm, I'm no doctor. I'm no scientist right. here, but I just, the way it feels, it's like, this got to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to go into your later years too, like without injury. Yeah. Right. If you don't, a lot of people like that play sports, like maybe in college or high school or whatever, and they don't really work out that much, or they do sometimes, but they don't do any stretching, and then they go, you know, they're 35, 40 now, and they're like, I'm going to play some pickup with my friends. Boom, ACL is gone. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That, that's me, because the thing, I mean, I'm just like, I'm tight, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like, all I'm used to is my, my body does like right. these, these movements, and that's it, and then it's like, um, I, I've, I've actually sworn off um, all like contact sports like i won't go play really? pickup or like flag football or even like soccer anymore because um we did a, a turkey bowl mm-hmm. um so me and like you know the guys you know mm-hmm. um we would uh we'd go and at, at like thanksgiving we'd play like a flag football game and i played in this last one not not this thanksgiving but the one before that and afterwards bro i thought my fucking hamstring was fucked up like my knee like all these yeah, different things it's i was like crazy. holy shit like i can't do it anymore i know like i was playing wiffle ball that was actually the last time I was playing wiffle ball, yeah. and I damn near pulled my hamstring running in a straight line, and I was like, holy shit, I'm washed up. Yeah. I'm 24 years old. 
Yeah, it it's feels a little bit weird, too huh? early to be doing that. Well, I'm older than you. I'm 26. Yeah, getting up there. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, it it is crazy because it, it puts me in perspective of how much time's left. You know. Yeah. It's like fucking a, dude, and I can still double my life, and I'm not gonna, and I'm still gonna be running 100 miles an hour. Yeah, 100. percent You know, I made a video about that too. I was talking about mm. like retiring. Yeah. Like I don't have plans to retire. Yeah, I think there's like a soft retire. Like I feel like for me, like I like chilling a lot. I like and chilling like, too. Like relaxing and going cool places. Yeah. I think it'd be like a soft retire, yeah. which I'd like to achieve earlier. Um, but like a soft retire is like uh, you know, kind of exit some businesses, maybe sell them, and then you know, still do something like open yeah. up a couple of coffee shops or something. Like, that would do something yeah. chill. Yeah. Right? Still keep your mind going and have to fix problems and grow a business, but not you know as stressful or. I see. Labor intensive, I guess. I like that. Soft retire. I like that. I, I actually really like the idea. You know what's something I would like to do is, uh, you know, in, like, Hawaii, like, the mm -hmm. guided, like, snorkeling or, yeah. like, shit, like, the scuba tours. Yeah. That's some shit I'd like to That do. would be sweet. Right? You get your own little, you know, boat and, and your crew and shit that just every day you just spend fucking scuba diving. Yeah. You'd be tan as hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, and getting tan is dope. You know, um, I got a celebrity tanning around the corner over here. Yeah? You just pop in there? Oh, I pop in oh, the yeah. tanning beds. I'm I love it. so white right now. It's crazy. Well, um, you know, they say, you, they, 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 they say the tanning beds are pretty bad for you, though. Yeah. But um, mm -hmm. I've, been, I've been hitting them, and I feel really good. Like, it, 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 I have, like, a burst of energy afterwards. Oh, really? So, like, after, after you know, after this is over and I eat some lunch, that, that'll be my next move is I'll go hit the tanning bed. And especially after you eat, you know, you start to get a little bit sluggish. Yeah. I mean, not right now because my body's fucking fighting yeah. and wants those calories so bad. But pop in the fucking little bed and you get some whatever the fucking vitamin, the sun shit. and Yep. Golden. Yeah. I need to start doing that. But well, but also I hear it's pretty terrible for you. For your skin, yeah. You sure. know what? But you know what? Is mine got this this red light therapy? Mm -hmm. Now I'm I'm pretty skeptical about all shit like that. Right. And but I was talking to my dietitian Matt Hoodie, and he was saying that the the red light therapy is the real deal. I don't know, but I've heard a lot of people like it. I heard it's the real deal for helping your skin, like tightening your skin. Yeah. So so my the, this guy Matt Hoodie, he he told me he said. Um, He's noticeably different, mm. like in like the tightness of his abs. Really? If he goes a week without doing the red light therapy. Wow. And I was like, dude, I mean, because, I don't know, man, you tell me that like having a white on you is doing some shit I know, like that. That's like, what I think. I I'm too. pretty I'm skeptical. Like, eh, I don't know. But I mean, it might work. Yeah. I don't know. Well, same thing with tanning, I guess. You're putting you light mean? on you, you're getting different. Yeah. But here's the thing is that makes you, it makes you look better. Right. And, and when you look good, you feel good, you yeah. play good. You know? Yeah, for sure. I like being tan. When I was living in Hawaii, I was pretty tan. Yeah, I bet. But now it's it's ghost season. You know what? It, I think it's uh, like people think that oh, you're from Arizona, like, you should be super tan. It's like you don't understand, man. Like no, during the wow. summer here, we gotta we gotta stay the fuck away from outside. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're not gonna just go out there and sit. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's You'll hot. cook. You'll cook. You'll <laughs> overheat. Like when your iPhone like says like it's too hot, that's right. literally just your body outside. In yeah. Arizona. That's yeah. how it feels, and people don't realize you could be outside and your your phone will get that. Like oh, instantly, yeah. almost. It's yeah. crazy. It literally feels like an oven sometimes. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, it really that being make said, me want to move back, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you're over in in still nice what Venice? Not anymore. We our lease ended up on uh, the 21st. Oh really? Yeah, we've just been here and then leaving. Um, you know, set tomorrow and then coming back and. X amount of months. Dude, you don't have a lease or anything, right? No. Yeah. Nothing. Floating around. got two around. suitcases. There you go. Yeah. Just that's all I need. Airbnb it or what? Airbnb. 
um, at least in Italy for sure. And then we'll do a month of traveling, like I don't know when, um, yeah. cause we might go over to Greece and then uh, Germany as well for a couple months, but um, then probably do another month all on points, traveling and seeing some other locations and then coming back here and probably gonna buy a place here. Yeah? Yeah. How many points do you need to travel around Europe for a month? Um, okay. Just on points. All right, so if you're using an American Express and you're getting points through that, um, you can transfer American Express to Hilton, which is like one of the better deals if you're gonna go for like medium uh, quality of hotel. Um, you can transfer it, at, there's two times in the year where the transfer bonus is 2.8 times. So for every one point, you get 2.8 Hilton. And, an, and I'd say like a Hilton that's like 250 bucks a night, maybe, is about 40, depends where, what, what country, of course, but anywhere from, I guess, really 20 to 60,000 Hilton points, right? So if you're doing that for a month, let's just say your average is what? I don't know. Um, let's say the average is 40,000 Hilton points for each night for the whole month. You need uh, 1.2 million Hilton uh, divided by 2.8, like 400,000-ish American Express for the whole month of traveling. And these are probably three to four-star hotels, I'd say. That ain't bad. That's not bad. That's sounding real yeah. realistic. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, what a welcome bonus from American Express is like 120,000 points. Yeah. Right. So. Well, um, me and Mitch were we're, we're trying to plan a, a trip to Europe with our girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've never been. I really yeah. want to go. You know, I watched this uh, watch this show, The White Lotus. Mm-hmm. I saw. I but, saw both. Seasons. So I haven't seen season one, but my yeah. girlfriend made me watch season two. It's better. You know, you know that Jennifer Coolidge. Uh huh. She's a bad bitch. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of people I fucking hated That's in that show. End. I yeah. hated the the son. You know the son, the oh, like like uh, Albi, yeah, Al- that guy. That was just a sad thing to watch sometimes, man. Yeah, well, I, I'm like, really glad that it ended the way it did with him. And with him? Oh, he just got screwed up. Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, glad. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, but anyway, watching that, I don't know what it was about like that, but I was like, damn, dude, I really want to go. I really want to go to Europe. Yeah, after seeing that. Yeah, you should. Uh, I what, just think. What do you think? When would you go? Um, I think we're the summer. Might be there. Might fly over wherever you're at and just meet up. Yeah. For a day or two. Well, um, well, definitely because I know that you're fucking spontaneous and it's not like it's yeah. worth the shit uh, to yeah. make a plan specifically for it. But right. we'll let you know once we get some more yeah. things. But um, I was planning on going for like six to eight days, something okay. like that. But I feel like now that I'm really thinking about it, that might be too short. It might be too short. Yeah. Flying takes a long time. Well, I mean, I'm just assuming that's a day. Right. Um, Maybe like 16 days, so then that's a full like two <laughs> weeks. Went from six to 16. Oh. Big jump. But yeah, I agree. I think you should go, like, depends how many places you want to visit, but probably, like, yeah, at least two weeks. Where do you think yeah. is, is the best places to go? Got to go to Italy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Greece is really cool, too. I um, That's really high up on my list. There's a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, it depends on, like, what you're looking for, too. Like, because you can go, like, in Greece, you can go to, like, you know, Santorini, where it's more like an island vibe, hotter weather. Or there's some people that love going up to, like, Belgium, right, where it's a little bit colder, gothic styles, stuff like that. So it's, like, kind of whatever you want. Yeah. But it's a, I just know, like chilling, man. Yeah. That's what I want to do is just go see it. And I just yeah. want to expand sort of my world view yeah, of things, sure. you know. Like, I always think it's so interesting, like, um, just, like, give you an example. Like, I had a friend in college who was German and, you know, grew up in Germany. And just, like, knowing him gave me, like, such a different perspective of seeing how Germans are different than yeah. Americans. For sure. And I want to go and I want to see how that's different everywhere. Yeah, it's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Because you give an idea. I mean, especially, like, in your industry, bro, mm. your audience is not just Americans. Right. 
you're selling to right. fucking everybody. Yeah. So yeah. It, it helps to know, you know. It does. How these it people are sure different does. and everything. Yeah. Even the, yeah, like everything's different there. Like the marketing angles and stuff that they use is yeah. pretty different than here. So with, I mean, all of your ads and stuff, you probably have to do slightly different things for the different regions of the world. Uh, sometimes. Not too much, though, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people now with the internet, maybe like, you know, 30 years ago, it'd be more targeted. But with the internet, um, people in Germany can see and follow Ariana Grande or whoever is a big trendsetter or whatever in the United States, right? So a lot of, like, the cultures at least online and buying products and stuff like that kind of get like meshed together now because yeah. everyone kind of knows like you can just look up what people are doing in America. I see. You know, so it's not as bad as you might think. Um, mainly the biggest thing is like language barrier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's just also an interesting thing to go out and get, get a part of. Yeah. Go yeah. Be around some people that don't speak your language. Yeah. It's kind of nice sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I love like, uh, I uh I took like three years of Spanish in mm-hmm. middle school and high school and then going to uh like Mexico yeah we're right here and um I like loved like being able to see that even though I talk some broken ass Spanish right. but yeah. but it's fun yeah. yeah it is it's different yeah it's a different perspective totally and you you know connect with them better even if you can speak a little bit yeah it's just kind of nice you know what I think is so interesting is like how in different cultures we have different languages mm-hmm. and how it's every single word that there is in English, there is not an exact word for that in yeah. Spanish. Like, they are just completely missing some words or they have new words that we don't even have. And mm-hmm. because of the absence or addition of these different words, it changes the way these people think. Right. I think that oh. that's, like, a really cool thing. I can't remember the example. Like, it was something like... Um, like, t- for how... Um, I believe it's, like, Asian people, they say, like, years young instead mm-hmm. of years old. Yeah. It's, like, to promote that side of... Like, the, mindset. Yeah. Almost, right? Where I think there's a lot of truth into it. You know, I think that whatever the way your mindset is, you know, your thoughts become your words, become your actions, things of that nature. Oh, so, totally. With that, like, example specifically, like, let's say I'm 26 years old and I think about, you know, the word old. That's the last se- word in the sentence. And there's kind of trails in my mind, old, right? Yeah. So you're saying young, I mean, your, your perspective is different. Totally. I 100% agree with that. It is. It changes things. Well, listen, Austin, I really appreciate um, you making the time to come out here and jump on. Yeah. I think that um, whenever you're in town, whenever you find yourself here in Arizona, yeah. you need to make a stop on over here. For sure. But next time, we're for sure going to record that that video. Yeah, We're going to switch that. jobs for a yeah, day. Yeah, we should definitely do that. I think that would be a banger. Absolutely. Show. Yeah. Um, so, guys, if you guys haven't already, um, Austin has a ton of phenomenal content out there. Where can they find you? Um, Instagram, YouTube mainly don't even need to promote tiktok uh austin rabin on youtube austin dot rabin on instagram a lot of fakes on there and the Inst- on the uh instagram so yeah, i get the, i get the new austin rabin <laughs> followers yeah, yeah. hey man like have you heard about bitcoin do you think it's worth like, do you think it's worth um like paying for the verification yeah i, I think it would be worth it but the pr- i just have this like mindset thing of i want to like earn stuff I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. No, I'm with know. you. It, yeah. it, it seems a little like cheap. Yeah. I don't know. And it, Even it's though like I'm doing it for a purpose, but I just feel that way for some reason. Well, right. Because like, you got to jump through all these hoops to become like yeah. a public figure, but yeah. it's like fucking 15, 20 grand or You're some right. shit like that. Yeah. I know. It would help for sure with, you know, making just the, it credible for people with like the fake accounts and all that. Mm-hmm. That's a huge problem, but I just would like to get it on my own. We'll yeah. see you though. I mean, it's if it's getting harder and harder, then I have to come to a point to do that. But yeah, it's kind of fucking bullshit. That I know. It even is. Just let bull- me send you my ID. 
Well, I you don't should like hit once you hit like 100k followers or something on whatever platform, they should be like, send me your ID, send me your passport, boom, verified. It's, yeah. you, it's you. That's what the point is, right? Well, and also like with all these fake accounts and stuff, do you know that they just actually came out with when you go and like report them, mm-hmm. you can like put like this is person is pretending right. to be me or this person is pretending to be someone I know. Yeah. You can actually put the person of who it is. Yeah, that's a problem though. I've been doing that. I have my friends do that for the last couple of days because there's so many that pop up of me lately. And look at a notification back from Instagram. It says, sorry, we were unable to review your submission. Um, we just don't have the bandwidth. So they really? ignore it. They just ignore <laughs> it. It's like, well, why are you even like reporting yeah, it? Why then? do you even have this why option? Why do you even have the option? Yeah. yeah. It's like, what? They got to figure that well, out. Well, dude, they're, they're doing a good yeah. job. I mean, there's a reason that people are making all these fake accounts because, I, I mean, I, I've, I've had some people like in my camp that all of a sudden they, they're like, yo, I'm really excited. And it's like, what? Yeah, I sent fucking 500 bucks to you it's like bro what are you doing yeah i know come on check tag photos if i don't follow my family like do a little research you know well also i mean uh, you're not don't have any mutuals like that that's always the biggest thing for me i know it's crazy even my friends like fall for it or like distant friends yeah it's like come on man you can't be doing and also why do you think i'm asking you for money for bitcoin like are you kidding me yeah no and there are people, it works with people, unfortunately. I've seen a lot of Reddit posts about me, and I'm like, that's not me. Like, <laughs> stop spreading this, like, misinformation. I'm not taking $150 in your social security on yeah. WhatsApp, my guy. Like, It's ugh. crazy, bro. It's yeah. just been around since, like, the dawn of time, though. It's yeah. just, like, scammers. I know. It sucks. Whether it was, you know, cold calling or then the email. Yeah. And then they were doing it in the DMs. And now it's just, they're they're pretty advanced now. It's yeah. crazy. They, they whip up these profiles. They got all the same posts. Everything. And, quick with it i know it's impressive yeah i wonder if they spent that much time in the, i thought in the building a drop shipping <laughs> yeah. store if they would just take all the money they scammed and yeah. reinvest it <laughs> into my program <laughs> i'd be good to go man um, they need to do that message to all of those guys yeah, yeah for real jesus Cool. All right, man. Well, hey, look, dude. I really appreciate you coming, yeah. guys. This has been episode seventeen of the rebellion. Um, Go check out Austin's stuff. It's amazing. And um, we will see you guys on the next episode.